Okay, hello, welcome to episode 124 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, this is Owen coming to you solo today because Fong unfortunately had some errands to run, uh, so he wasn't able to watch the game and also not able to record unfortunately so i'll be running solo today um so let's get that started then um gonna just quickly go over the jazz game that just happened in salt lake city utah at the Vivint smart home arena um let's go over just a few thoughts that i have um two things that i think really cost the kings this game three-point shooting and rebounding now the kings did not have an awful um three-point shooting game they actually had a pretty good one 12 for 31 from three 38 percent um for those of you that don't want to do the math however they did give up quite a few threes i am actually looking at the jazz's number jazz did not shoot well from three in particularly they only shot on they shot under 30 percent and they actually only hit two more threes than the Kings. They shot 14 for 48. So that is 17 more threes um, for, from them. And the Kings somehow lost this game. Now, why do I say that three-point shooting was key? Well, it, so the, the Jazz shoot a lot of threes, uh, of course, from just reading look or looking at that stat. But they hit some huge threes in the second half, and especially in the what step sticks out to me it primarily concerns Mike Conley. Mike Conley just gets these open threes when he plays against the Kings because the, the Kings have a bad mix of guys that are playing drop coverage and also like the screeners man or the uh, the guy guarding Conley gets stuck under the screen way too much. And 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 you know you might say well like just put Davion on him. Well, Davion's got to guard the other guys. He's got other guys to worry about, you know, and Jordan Clarkson, who, by the way, played like shit today. And he's got to guard Donovan Mitchell. So usually it's more more than likely going to be Fox or, in this case, it was Halliburton and Buddy, like, on him. Uh, Terrence Davis did not play this game. But they just kept getting caught under the screen and, or not even under the screen. They just get pinned on the screen and it just gives an open look if the guy's dropping. And Conley just lit us up from three. Six for nine from three. Just huge. Automatic from there. And he basically kind of kind of won the game for the Jazz here. Because he shoots a little worse. The Kings are actually within striking distance for this game. Now, the second stat I want to bring up. 59 to 38. And also, another stat, 15 to 6. Now, the first stat I gave you, 59 to 38. That's the amount of rebounds that... Um, the, the Jazz have compared to the Kings. Jazz had 59 rebounds and 15 offensive rebounds. There, there was a stretch in the third where there were two specific possessions that really, you know, I guess grinded my gears. And what happened was uh, Donovan Mitchell would, would miss a shot and just for no reason, just get his own rebound. The, the Jazz reset their offense, and at both times it led to a three. It was frustrating to watch. It was one of the only times I, like, straight up said, come the fuck on. Like, in those cases, like, there's nothing, there's no excuse. Like, sometimes, sure, the ball just doesn't bounce your way, or just, you know, it's a long rebound, there's not much you can do. 
those were those were just rebounds where you know there were and one of them four guys were in the key like ready to get the rebound and it just goes to donovan mitchell and another one it they just get out hustled by uh what's his name royce o'neal for an offensive rebound that leads to another three and it was just plays like that that just really annoyed me just shows you that there is a complete lack of urgency on the king on the king's part and you know they need to they need to correct that i mean the first time they played they were even in rebounding and the only thing the only difference was the jazz hit more threes just because they shoot so damn many like you know if you're not going to be able to win the three-point war you got to do everything else right and these two factors just the the jazz simply outplayed the kings here well, those are basically, I guess, the two negatives. I, I, I don't count this as a negative, but you know, the third negative that a lot of people on Twitter are talking about, another bad game for Fox. Zero points for Fox in the first half, 0 for 8. Um, I don't think he even had, a, had a, a free throw. But in the second half, he did turn it back on a little bit. He did shoot, was it 4 of 7? And had f- 7 free throws, made 5. But... but it just seems like he's just out of it right now. Like in the first half, at least there were a few shots where, you know, they were in and out. The floaters just weren't there. And then he shot one air ball that was pretty ugly. And, you know, something's a little off with him. And he, you know, the Kings need him to find that rhythm soon because, you know, if if Fox has, you know, a Fox level game, I think he, I think the Kings are in much better position, but so far he just hasn't been able to get comfortable in, you know, I don't know what it is. Um, it's, I was hoping for him to kind of, you know, break loose during the Mavs game, but that didn't happen. And Kings really do need him to step up at this point because it's what, seven games in the season. You know, of course it is a long season. He'll, he might go on a hot streak sooner or later, but it is starting to get concerning and, you know, he needs to be able to figure something out because it's not going good. The Kings need the Kings need that extra juice from him. And yeah, but on, on the other hand, he did have. Um, let me see. He did end up with. Let's see, he ended up with nine assists, um, three turnovers though. Not, not the greatest, but you know he's still able to contribute. Like he, like there was one specific play at the end of the second quarter where he died. He basically like just sprinted into the play gets the loose ball and basically passes the ball i believe to halliburton or somebody for a pick, a pick six layup there was that so i so i'm just gonna i'm you know he's still contributing he's i have noticed he's been he's been cons- trying to play better defense which is good like we need that from him but he needs to he needs to contribute on the offensive end because right now he is pretty much the worst player on the Kings in terms of net rating just because he isn't providing much on the on the defensive end even though he is playing better defense he needs to produce on offense and he needs to find his rhythm um you know guys like Halliburton they're trying they're starting to kind of find a way to kind of fit in a little bit more and you know he had a pretty decent game you know the the main guy that I see that really needs to step up is uh, Fox Halliburton shot six for 16 wow a lot of shots didn't feel like it though but like Halliburton's going a little bit more to that mid-range and like going to those floaters you know they everyone's it, it's not on it's not just on deer and that they lost this game there were a lot more uh reasons why they lost but the easy easy play person to look at it is the star the max guy 
he's got to he's got to really find a way to contribute and maybe it's even a good thing to a certain degree that the Kings are three and four and mostly against really tough teams and De'Aaron hasn't even been able to find his stroke so you will see how this plays out but yeah it, it's gonna the success of this team is gonna be very reliant on De'Aaron Fox um what is another thing that I look at well, um, let, let's get to, I guess, some positives. Kings do play a very tough game. They did do a lot of things well. Buddy actually was really good this game, I thought. Like, he he had some pretty Hail Mary threes. Like, he was hot. It was too bad that we didn't go to him more. But there's a danger in going to uh, <laughs> going to Buddy Heal too much because he will start launching. And I'm not sure if that's the greatest thing just because, like, he... He, he is definitely a feast or famine player, and it's, I'm not sure if you know you want to pin all your hopes on Buddy. But but in the last two games, Buddy has been kind of the guy that's kind of kept them in it, just with his three point shooting. You know, he had a really long three that went in, and it kind of put kind of put the screws to the Jazz for a bit until like they kind of figured it out. Um, but yeah, but got to shout out to Buddy Heel. Harrison Barnes continues to just be, you know, Mr. Reliable for the Kings. He's cooled down a bit from, uh, you know, for he's only well, only 23 points and uh, six rebounds. But like he's still doing his job. And, you know, he's keeping he's keeping the game afloat, the Kings afloat for the most part until De'Aaron finds his rhythm. And once De'Aaron finds his rhythm and Barnes just kind of maintains this type of production, like he'll like the Kings will be a good team. But it does rely, again, on De'Aaron Fox. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton just simply had a Tyrese game, just filled up the box score in every way, you know, a steal, some blocks. And, you know, he did shoot 6 for 16. Maybe there was a bit more of concerted effort to take more shots. It, it did not feel like it, if it makes any sense. Like, it just didn't feel like he really, like, it didn't feel like he forced it at all. So maybe that's a really good thing. So he's trying to find his way and seems like he's kind of inching closer to kind of what he'll be for this team. But again, it all it all kind of lies on De'Aaron Fox. Uh, interestingly enough, no one played more than 35 minutes on the Kings. Usually it's in the upper 30s. Um, I do want to mention one thing. De'Aaron was a plus five and was actually a plus um, for the most of the night. Although it's not the greatest stat because I remember always seeing this last year. Buddy Heel was always a plus, but you know you watched the game it wasn't it wasn't great but uh overall i think it's a i think it's a good game like it's good to see that the kings are able to do this even in utah but it's another one of those things where i don't know if it's like they're close and like one or two bounces go the other way the kings win because i don't feel that way i don't feel like one or two bounces i feel the jazz are a better team and they constantly prove it until the kings know find a way to execute better throughout the game and you know in the clutch although i thought you know down the stretch they were fine there were no egregious turnovers no like really bad shots per per se and it was just they just gave up too many threes like they gave up i don't i i didn't count how many threes but it felt like they gave up at least i want to say six open threes and i think the jazz all nailed all of them you know went in and basically ended ended the game and you know I, I don't know how they're gonna fix this i mean it has to start with the on-ball defense because this, that's how the jazz kind of get their open threes like they get the screen pretty rolls 
forces the help and the Jazz are really good at skipping the ball to the open guy and you know the ball sings around the sings around the perimeter until they find an open shot and the Kings' rotations they do need a little bit of work although it I mean they just about have to be perfect down the stretch to have a chance against a, against a team like the Jazz and you know there's nothing to fret at I know the Kings are you know back you know back in the uh, under 500 column but this is an encouraging sign. However, the next game is the Pelicans um, at home on a back-to-back tomorrow. The Kings better bring it because it has all these signs of a trap game. Now, of course, I actually picked them to win this game and picked them to win the next game. Although I really should have probably picked them to lose the next game just because it has all the, the signs of, you know, what of the famous trap game. You know, Pelicans are a pretty awful team. They're pretty talent depleted without Zion. Fit isn't great. The signings that they made haven't been great this offseason. But it is still a team of NBA players. And they do have a star in Brandon Ingram. As much as I don't love his game, I think he's a bit overrated. He's still a good ball player who can do things on the court. And he actually showed that when we played him the first time. And I really hope that the Kings don't fall for this shit and come out with the same level of intensity that they did uh, against the Jazz this game. Because, the like, you know, all, these are almost like losses you can put onto, like, the loss column. These are the games that if you win, fine. Like, you know, that's that's great. Like, you know, you manage to steal a game from a good team. But in order to, in order to be a playoff team, you gotta win the games that, you know, that you're supposed to win, quote-unquote. But when you're the Kings, there are no t- there are no games that you are really supposed to win. There are no games that you can take it easy on because guess what? You've been missing the playoffs for 15 years. You're down in the dumps. I'm watching Game of Thrones right now. You're you're in Flea Bottom. You're in uh, uh, there's another there's another name for it. But you're in the shit you're in the shithole of King's Landing right now. And you cannot be judging you cannot be calling anyone any other team trash when you've been down there for so long. So Kings need to come Kings need to come out with some intensity and pull out the win. And they they really should destroy the Pelicans if you know their mentality is right. If they're in the right mentality. Hopefully Tristan Thompson kind of puts the screws to these guys. And uh yeah, let's hope that they come home and give the home fans their first win because we haven't won it. We haven't won at home yet. We are a three. We're three and two uh, um, on the road, which is uh, surprising early in the season, of course. But Kings need Kings need to take care of business at home against the Pelicans. Um, it looks like they've actually come back, or the Phoenix has actually come back against New Orleans. They gave up thirty six points to, <laughs> to New Orleans in the first quarter, which was. Surprising. I heard. Uh, I heard some. I heard Phoenix fans were actually booing their, booing their team. Which that's a, that's a that's an image. But like man, like, I imagine the Pelicans are going to come in a little pissed themselves. So Kings got to come out strong, and for, and if they have any hope of of you know making the play in or making the playoffs this year, they got to take care of business. Okay. Well, that's a about it um yeah again no fong today so, um hopefully he should hopefully he'll be back next uh episode we'll see um it's gonna be kind of busy this um this week because there's you know we do have lives outside of this and uh you know, stuff does happen and we can't record so we'll we'll see um 
probably no episode after the Pelicans game tomorrow. I'm probably going to lump that in with what is their schedule? I actually forgot. It looks like Charlotte, but I forgot which what day it was on. So that's on Friday. So maybe I come. Maybe we come back. Uh, we come back on Friday um, after the game and go over the New Orleans and Charlotte game. Well, until then, let's hope that the Kings take care of business tomorrow. Because I, again, I can't shake this feeling right now that they're going to drop that trap game to New Orleans. And you know, you never don't ever take Kings wins for granted. They've started out the season very well and very tough, but there is there's still a part of me that thinks that this could fall apart at any moment if they're if they're not careful. So, uh, without further ado, um, that's gonna be it for this episode. Um, thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Or I'll, we'll catch you guys on the next episode, or I'll catch you back on the next episode. All right. <laughs>